to me that that is, it's almost crazy to focus on the symptoms of the availability of firearms, regardless of however you feel about gun control. There is, it's just one aspect of something that's so huge and moving through our society. Welcome to Switching Lenses, a podcast that attempts to break down cultural assumptions and then view those from a more biblical lens. I'm Josh Phillips, joined always by the wonderful Shane Skirvin. Shane, how are you doing over there, man? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Enjoying the nice evening, summer evening. Yeah, we are, we're on episode 11 now. We've done, we were in double digits. I didn't bring this up last time. I, I didn't, didn't occur to me. But here we are. We're on episode 11. And so we're getting trucking, getting rolling here. So uh, we... Uh, had our last our last episode really stirred up a little bit of a little bit of anger in some of the comments. I think you saw that in on Facebook. So I think when people start hating you, that means you've made it. I think I think we're on to big we're on to big things now. I don't know. Who knows? But, big enough uh, to hate. I guess so. I don't know. But uh, so maybe I, I'm I'm, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to choose that that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who it. knows? Who knows? Uh, you can always mention, uh, excuse me, you can always reach us on email at switchinglensespodcast at gmail.com with any kind of questions and comments or angry things you want to bring up to us. We welcome them all. We, we just love to have uh, the interaction with people. And that is always, always welcomed. Well, Shane, today we're going to try something a little bit different. This is something we've been talking about a little bit. And we want to try a different style podcast today. This is something that we're going to do periodically. Uh, this is not something we're going to do like every other episode or once a month or anything like that. Um, we'll just kind of do it whenever we feel like it's a good time to do it. And what this is going to be, it's, we're going to call it Quick Takes. Does that sound good, Shane? Is that a good name? Yeah, yeah, I like that it. Work? Okay, we, we, we tossed a couple of names around, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll call it Quick Takes. And really all we're trying to do is have a, somewhat of a shorter episode um, than we normally would do, and take some t- some take some ideas, take some topics that are out there in the news and the culture, and just do some quick takes on them. Um, something that's uh, it could be something it could be something in pop culture, it could be something uh, politically, it could be it could be a lot of things. And so, we just want to spend maybe just a few minutes on a couple of topics, and just sort of do in traditional switching lenses fashion. Look beneath the surface, strip away all the assumptions, and look at the issue that maybe nobody's talking about. It. Let's try to give a new lens and a new perspective uh, to the issue and say, hey, have you thought about it this way instead of this sort of surface level view? So that's going to be the idea of these quick takes. Again, we hope to do them, uh, I don't know with what kind of frequency, but some, sort of, some, some kind of regular frequency where we're talking about these things that are happening in the news um, and get, give him more of a quick take than other things that we would normally do a normal episode on. Those are things we're going to go a little deeper into, uh, more um, specific um, ideologies, cultural happenings, and whatnot. So does that sound good, Shane? It sounds great. Sounds good. Okay, so we'll, we're going to talk about two topics today that we've seen in the news. Uh, the first one is going to be about the recent shooting that happened. Uh, now it's been a couple weeks from when we're recording today, uh, the shootings in El Paso and the shooting in in Ohio. And what we don't want to do today is talk about gun control laws and things of that nature. Right, Shane? We're we're going to try to stay away from the sort of surface level stuff that gets talked about on the news and stuff like that. We want to first recognize that it was a terrible thing that happened. It should have never happened. It was a very evil, evil act. Uh, by someone who did not see that all people are equal. 
that God there they did not see that all people are made in God's image. Yeah, didn't and, see value in the other people's lives. Exactly. He decided to take it. So we want to flat out dismiss it in that sense. But but Shane, we want to go we want to look at this at a different perspective. And if if you would kind of share with us here a little bit, Shane, um, as we were talking about this, you point out there's a kind of a commonality between the two shooters and a lot of shooters. Would you go and talk about that, what you notice uh, between them? Well, it's something that has, has emerged as a pattern on, you know, all of us, when we hear this news, you know, rightfully so, there's um, all of a sudden it zooms in and there's a lot of detail from uh, these mass shooters' lives. And something that has completely emerged as a pattern, I would say it's unanimous that everyone's talking about, is that they are almost ex- exclusively socially isolated individuals, that they do not have the, um, the uh, you know, typically they're religiously unaffiliated. They're described at, by, um, by classmates as, or, or colleagues. Uh, sometimes it's neighbors. They're, ice, uh, they're discussed as loners, is actually the word, which I think These all are, of us... Right, people that just yeah. keep, keep to themselves, yeah. really don't aren't really a part, but you, but it's not even just that probably a little further. You probably go. A little oh further yeah. Than that. And, and, so, and I've actually, the uh, phrase I actually uh, uh, saw to describe some of the shooters was uh, internet obsessed. So people that are disconnected from face to face contact and there are more connected with technology. But Shane, and, isn't that, isn't, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Isn't it fascinating? You know, we talked about this before that, like you said, they're internet obsessed which is extremely ironic because with the internet, you're more com- connected to anybody, to so many people more than we've ever been in all of human history. Isn't it ironic that people still feel so isolated whenever they have that kind of connection? Because like we said before in a previous episode, I was referencing Cameron McAllister brought this up, is that when everybody's talking, then nobody's talking. And that speaks to the isolation that, of course, you're talking about. Yeah, and, and it's so damn. I mean, whether you're looking at this from an uh, evolutionary standpoint or from a re- uh, religious standpoint, humans have always been, uh, uh, you know, what people have described as as herd animals, tribal. We've always been in community. Whether the community was built around whether we're talking about it was family, whether we're talking about it was a faith community or a church or uh, a community just where you lived, a geographical community or ethnic. Or nationally based, it's always humans have always existed in these structures, these social institutions, and it's it's an absolute pattern without fail. It's it's just the math you can just prove it statistically. Most the vast majority of these, uh, not even just most, the vast majority, the super high percentage are people that are not adjusted, aligned, or fitting in a community. Whether whether we're talking family, uh, talking church talking or synagogue, talking um, even, you know, describes a loner at school, describes a loner at the workplace, or even the social institutions that have fallen by the wayside when we're talking about fraternity organization, bowling links, every (laughs) conceivable connection that humans used to have um, in, even in the life of our country, as, as, as short as our country's history, only a couple hundred years, all, by all measurements, it's down. Social integration, social connection. I mean, it's 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 at a lowest level it's ever been, and that can't be a coincidence. You know, opiate, drug use, suicide, all those things are up. Children being born out of wedlock. Every conceivable measurement that social cohesion is down. Well, Shane, just to play devil's advocate here, though, 
Now, somebody might say, so what are you saying, Shane? Are you saying that lonely people are going to go out and go shoot up a Walmart and go, go create a mass killing? No, but lonely people, uh, they won't necessarily always hurt others. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but they almost always choose self-destructive behavior. That's why, you know, the life expectancy in America is at seven. It was 78.9. It's now down to 78.6. So lost part of a percentage point based just on suicide and drug overdoses. Just those two self-destructive behaviors. When you lose value in yourself and other people's lives, in, invariably people choose self-destructive behavior. So we're not really we're not really necessarily we the, I mean that's just one aspect is the uh, the the social isolation mass shooters that's only one aspect the other aspect that affects far more people kind of the hidden danger in this uh, you know the mass shooters is the tip of the iceberg what's under the surface and and affects far more people's life is the self destructive behavior of people that lose hope you know whether it's drug use uh, suicide or right. any of those uh, drinking and driving addiction whatever. Uh, however, however you choose to see the self-destructive behavior, whatever part you focus on, it's part of a much bigger structure, which is the unraveling of the American community. Right. So there's like the products, really, if we want to get down to the core of this, products of meaninglessness and, like we said, loneliness. Whenever you've, when you feel you have no purpose, and you have no meaning, then you start turning to these things that you're talking about, these um, substance abuse and whatever sort of self-destructive um, means you want to use to, to kind of cope with that sort of thing. It, that's like you said, I agree with you. It's, it's, it, that's the more common problem. Isn't yeah. Just because you suffer from loneliness and you, and, and meaninglessness doesn't mean you're gonna go kill a bunch of people. But like you said, yeah, it's, it can be a, it's a, we, we, we start the, the, the meaninglessness creates, you put a, you put a perfect self-destruction, which can manifest in so many different ways. And it's and it's unmistakable. It's not even it's not even an argument. It's every statistic you can imagine about social institutions and community in Americans' lives. It is it, it's running a, a negative number compared to where it was. I mean, yeah. it's just it's absolute. Um, it's not even we're not even making in a, a you know an emotional argument about it. It it is absolutely statistically proven, you know, and it ha- it comes to to me that that is it's almost crazy to focus on the symptoms of the availability of firearms, regardless of however you feel about gun control. I'm not saying anything about gun control, availability of guns or non-availability guns, but there is, it's just one aspect of something that's so huge and moving through our society. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, and it's really, if you want to be honest, it's becoming really an epidemic among, among our culture. It's, it's really sad. And it's really why, you know, me and you do something like this to try to, share the gospel and show there there is hope there's a hope there is someone to trust in there is meaning and there is purpose in your life and you do have value you have extreme value and that you are you are valued by the creator and you are valued by love in god and so so we're, we're gonna go and wrap that that topic up right there shane we did awesome we didn't go too long i've been watching the timer <laughs> I was terrified we were going to go 20, 25 minutes on each one of these. And I think we're like 10 minutes in or something. I don't know. Not, not that far. So we're on, we're making good time here. Not our usual 
50 minute podcast and I'm like, oh, Shane, we got to break this up into two parts. We went too I, long. You know what? I do have to say it because I am passionate about community. So I can, I can, oh, definitely, I know you I can are. ramble on and on about it. Absolutely. And you did. Yeah. We did <laughs> a couple episodes ago. So, okay. Well, let's go before we, before we start that, let's, uh, let's go and move on to our second topic, uh, our second kind of news item here. And it's, ta- it centers around the Hillsong writer, uh, Marty Sampson, who has just come out saying, uh, he, he, by the way, he, so he was a, he was a uh, I think I already said this, he was, he wrote a lot of uh, Hillsong's songs and he actually wrote for some other people as well, some other groups uh, uh, in Christian music. And he has essentially walked away from Christianity. He's walked away from his, his beliefs. He's, or, and to put it in his words, he's losing his faith. And it's really unique about what he says, like, the reasons why he's walking away. We hear we hear lots of reasons. Uh, just recently, we had uh, Josh Harris talk about why he's he walked away. We've heard other people um, talk about reasons why they've left the faith, but his his was quite quite unique. And he caught our both me and you. He caught our ears with some of the things he was saying that probably want us, us to shoot out of our, our seats and be like, wait, 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 hold on, I, I've got something to say to this. And uh, if just just to quote a couple of things in case you didn't hear it, uh, a couple of things that he said. Uh, he, he mentioned several reasons why, uh, but you can see kind of a commonality here. Uh, he says, how many preachers fall? Many. Uh, and no one talks about it. How many miracles happen? Not many. And no one talks about it. Why is the Bible full of contradictions? No one talks about it. How can God be loving yet send 4 billion people to a place all because they don't believe? No one talks about it. And he says, Christians can be the most judgmental people on the planet. They can also be some of the most beautiful and loving people, but it's not for me. And so some of those things he said, Shane, really, I don't want to say struck a nerve, because it makes it sound like we're angry with him, because that's not at all where we're coming no, from. Not, not one bit. Um, I'm not going to sit here and hog the mic here a little bit, but I'm kind of going to let you kind of share your thoughts. When he said those things, Shane, what's, what was running through your head when you heard that? Um, I think they're all super valid questions. I think everyone everywhere has to work through what they believe. So everyone has to work through what they believe, but especially as Christians, you have to work through because we are, uh, you know, we are making some, you know, absolute truth claims. And these truth claims have to be processed, have to be thought through. I, I think they're all very valid uh, questions, but I would say they all have very valid answers. And so mm-hmm. in no way, it's to me, like you said, it's not anger. It's more tragic that um, someone could be in a prominent place uh, and not uh, have necessarily, it appears, not have connected on these answers. Because they're all yeah. great questions. But the They're excellent is, questions. There's great answers for those. Every yeah. single one of them has great answers, too. If you're approached by an atheist, if an atheist asked you one of those questions, you'd, you'd be like, that's, that's, a, that's a wonderful question. I'm glad your mind is there. Let me talk with you. Let yeah. me let me give you a response to that, and so it, yeah, he. I mean, again, that's why we say we're not like we're not mad at him or feel like, or anything like that. We're like that's great. In, in a way, we're saying I'm glad you're asking those questions. I hope that you would go seek the answers, though. I, I hope that you don't ask those questions and just walk away. It's crazier not to ask those questions. It's kind of crazy like what, to to ignore those. questions. Isn't it kind of like Pilate with Jesus and saying what is truth and doesn't yeah. even stick around long enough to ask to hear what Jesus' response? He just walks away. Uh, because it was obvious he's a man that is in tune with desire and appetite and power. 
and he did not have, as he, uh, uh, seeing him walk away is a pretty good answer that he wasn't interested in what truth could do for him. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, for, I, I, it's fine to ask the questions, but it's extremely important that we listen to the answers or the, or the response, a better way of saying it is the responses. Well, I said, I think it's, that's a great, what you brought up about Pilate. Don't ask those questions and then walk away. Ask yeah. those questions and wait for the answer, right? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, think, it, I assume that's what you were the point you were making. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm hoping that he's he's going through right now. I'm hoping this is just we we go through times of testing, no doubt. We as Christians, we all go through that, and it, but it, and it matters how we come out on the other side, and if we can persevere through it, man, we can come out so much stronger. Uh, I think I think God takes us; He puts us through these things. He He allows us to go through some of these these heartaches and these hard times. Because he wants us to take, he wants us on the other end to be stronger than we were before we came in and closer to him and more grounded in him. And so I'm really hoping like this time that he's in, I'm hoping he's taking advantage of this. And this really speaks to something like that's very passionate about us. That's why we do this podcast is, I, I, I love what he said when he was saying nobody talks about it because that's how me and you, should, I know I, don't, I, can, I can speak for you here. I know I can, I feel confident in that that we feel so strongly about it, that we've grown up in church and saying, like, I've grown up with all these questions and no, that nobody talked about it from the pulpit. I had these questions about my faith. I read something in the Bible, and I'm like, that doesn't sit well. Like, Can you please explain that? I mean, I, I wasn't, you know, actively asking that question, but I'm reading that and I'm wondering, gosh, I wish I knew what to do with this, because I, I don't, and I don't hear it Sunday morning. And so... This is something we're, we, we, we hear this, we're, we feel so strongly about this, like, this is why we do the podcast. We want to talk about these things. We want to take those hard questions. Let's get them out there. Let's deal with them. Let's get our hands dirty, and let's try to craft a response. Sorry, Shane, I'm hogging the mic here. No, no, Honest. I completely agree. No, that's, a, that's, that's exactly how I feel. You are speaking for me. So, and so we, uh, you know, it, it's, t- it's I, think, I think you can agree, it's, it's really hard, it's really tough to read a story like that because you want to get on the edge of your seat. Say, let, me, let me just talk with him. Let me, I'm not saying like I can change you, but maybe I can give you a response. I, I think the Holy Spirit can change you. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe God can use me as a vessel in some way to, to help in some way. I, I, I feel uh, such a burden, I guess, for people like that to want to um, give some kind of response. Like, hey, don't, give, don't lose hope. And tough questions are not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. And I think it also highlights, I mean, I, I think we can't be blind to the fact that as this, uh, this man's job as a minister was reflects um, one aspect of our faith, and I think it's really important to realize not to let your faith be one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. But um, as, as we would say, to in, you know, Christians do not check their mind at the door when they go inside the church, like the old saying says, you know, we are fully engaged with the truth, which we believe the truth is a person and a revelation, but we are fully engaged with every aspect of our body, you know, whether uh, it's mind, emotion, or, uh, you know, even the physical disciplines of the body. We Christians are the ones that say everything's important, and that, that you have to engage with God and with truth with every part of your body. So I, I as do we're think commanded to do. Yes, as we're commanded to. So I think it's really important to, to, to not. I, I mean, to me, this is kind of a. I think the story, this, this uh, developing story, it highlights 
that you cannot be one-dimensional in your faith. You need to engage with everything in you. Right, right. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to sum this up, too, I think. That's a great way to sum it up. And like I said, we hopefully, hopefully uh, this guy, uh, Mr. Sampson here, I ho- hopefully this is just a temporary thing. Hopefully he's working through these questions. And we hope and pray that really he comes out of this stronger and uh, is able to ha- have responses to these questions and in, and in turn grow closer to God and, and know him even more and more intimately. So that would be our prayer and our hope for him. Well, Shane, this was fun. This is this is cool. This is weird. We're like at 20 <laughs> minutes. Uh, this, something just doesn't feel right about this. I feel like we should just keep talking. Just Let's just rabbit trail. Let's just talk about some random apologetical argument or something. It feels odd to be. I think we're under 20 minutes. This, this is this is unfounded. Oh. But uh, this was cool. Um, we'll do this again. You know, the next time, you know, we're, we're sifting through the news and we see a couple items and we're like, hey, let's talk about it. Let's, let's do some quick takes on that. Let's maybe not something we want to talk a full, you know, 30, 45 minutes on, but maybe just a couple five to eight minute little response. We'll bring it up. We think this is important. We think this is something that needs to be said and needs to be pointed out. Then we'll do that next time. But uh, so, yeah, it's good. I like this. And uh, Shane, thanks for joining me. As always, it's always a pleasure. Always love. Uh, no always, problem. Always have a great time. Always love your insights, and and I always have something great to say and great to add. Couldn't do this without you. Oh, so, thank you. So, all right, everybody. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here at Switching Lenses. Join us next time, and we will see you later. Bye.